Good morning and welcome to your Daily Game Face. I'm Dr. Kim Lannon and I'm here with the illustrious Lou Blasey. And hopefully we're on. What do you mean? What, <laughs> what do you mean you hope we're on? Are well, we not it, on? The mon my monitoring of it froze. Should I start over? No, I think we're good. Are you sure? No, I was I'm all not upbeat and everything because it needs to be an upbeat kind yeah, of day. I agree. So if, if we miss the intro... Good morning. No, <laughs> Welcome to your daily game. I think days. we're I'm fine. Dr. Kim just... Lannon. I'm here with the illustrious. Yeah. There's the word. Illustrious. Lou Blasey. And good morning. Um, so I thought we'd have a very upbeat day today. First of all, I have to tell you about the annoyance of my sock that's going on right now. Not that anyone really cares, but I just figure, you know, the good banter. I have these socks. I love them. The Bombas socks that are my oh, running yeah? socks. Yeah. They're so great. And I don't like to let them go. And I have this little teeny hole right in one of my like sides where I run. And now it's agitating me in my shoe oh. <laughs> because it's sitting weird. How many pairs do you have? I have seven pairs wow. of Bombas. So you're They're okay. Amazing. Just order a couple more pairs. I've never owned They're them. Expensive. Are they good? You're going to order them for me and pay for them? No. <laughs> Are they good? I Should get I get a pair? Enough. I can't afford them. Really? They're that expensive? No. Well, they're expensive, but yeah. they're so worth it. I can't order more, but I like them. You know how you get really comfortable with something? Yeah. You get into the comfort that you know, it's one even of the if it's bad. See, it's the whole psychology of socks. It's one of the few things I'm particular about. Your socks? Yes. Me too. Yes. We have uh, to be very Under specific. Armour uh, Charge Cotton. See? Yeah, i got to have them. See, so you get... You get and I like features too. So I like Bombas and features. And I'm one of those guys. I got a whole bunch of black ones and a whole bunch of white ones. Oh. So I don't have to pair. I don't have to worry about anything. Mine are very different colors. Yeah. And they have seasonal match. <laughs> anyway, so. Do you go mixed? That, That's the new thing. We won't digress into that. So. Um, no, let's for a second. Oh, jeez. Do you go. Do you go. <laughs> We're going to talk about socks now. Sorry do you go to, mixed? The, to the listeners. Do you go mixed ever? You mean like mix and match like one on one foot and one on the other? Yeah, different. No, that would make me cuckoo. I would not stop thinking about that all day. There's really? a little OCD piece in me. Because a lot of people do that now. I know. A lot That's of women a thing do that now. now. Yeah. I know because my, my nephews and nieces, they all do it. And I'm like, that. even looking at it makes me like go, ooh. See, that doesn't shouldn't match. you examine that, though? It's kind of freeing, isn't it? I don't care if they're matched. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's one of those like orderly things for me. Yeah. Like so other things can be out of order, but that's you. one thing yeah. that yeah, can no. bug me. I have I those things like too. It doesn't match. Yep. So, but I get it in kids. Like it doesn't bother me if I see other people doing it or other kids doing it because it's fun. Yeah. But when I actually have them on, I think about it even if I wasn't looking at it. I'm developing more of these things as I get older. Well, the little things, older, little, little crazy. orderly things that I have that are totally insignificant. But they give us control over our lives in some I weird, guess, you know, yeah. delusion. I mean, illusion of control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Like, so no, maybe the I'll, cheese I'll goes in the out. cheese drawer in the refrigerator. Why is this so hard? Oh, 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 there's so... If if my husband's listening, mm -hmm. we could talk about the spice rack. Oh. <laughs> the spice rack, really? the organization of the spice rack. Yeah. We, we don't want to go there. But it's like that. It's like the cheese drawer, the spice rack. Why is that one on this rack when it's supposed to go there? You know, it makes me crazy. When I have I a whole shelf for rubs. It feels like the whole life will explode yeah. if it's not yep. in the right order, right? I agree. Yep. So, well, that's the OCD pieces of us. We all have, every single person on earth has a little bit of OCD to keep us in check. It's how we manage our anxiety. The problem with OCD is if it gets out of control... You know, it manifests more anxiety, which right. makes more OCD, and the more OCD manifests more anxiety. It's a very vicious cycle. Yes. 
So, I've but noticed. anyway, yep. that was not what I was going to okay. talk about today. Sorry. It's okay. Um, so instead of talking about the big elephant in the room, which right now I really don't want to talk about because it will make my eye twitch and therefore, you know, <laughs> being up so late last night watching nothing happening, um, I, I already started, you know, lots of texts this morning from people saying they're stressed out. What are we going to do? Yeah. So that's already started this morning, yep. bright and early at 536 o'clock this morning. But aside from what's going on in the country currently... I'm going to talk about something else first. So I've got this really cool, amazing, I think it's amazing, um, project I've been working on for the past uh, nine months or so, mm -hmm. or eight months, nine months, pretty much through the whole pandemic. Um, and I think I've mentioned a little bit about it in the past. I was going to talk about it, and then I didn't get a chance to talk about it. But anyway, it's called uh, The Human Baton. Mm -hmm. And it's um, a it's a race franchise of, of five really great, fun races and it's sort of off of the heels of what you'd think of as the american ninja warrior but with race oh. cars and drift cars and rally cars and endurance race horses skydiving and thundercat boat racing remember when i was doing the thundercat yes. boat racing yes this summer? i do remember so okay so it's a it's a race franchise of these different items of of uh, cars and boats and fun things. And then what it is, is a opportunity for people to um, become a human baton. So you all know what a baton is right. if you're doing a race and you're passing off a baton. This is where people sign up to become human batons. So you're really on a team. Um, if you want to be a baton, you're on a team of five and you are hopping through these different race elements right. and you're passing yourself off as a baton through as the athlete so so much fun and so there's drivers and pilots and and you know mechanics and you know on the team and each one so i'll back up a little bit that so we're you know we at the human baton are launching a website that's out there mm -hmm. um lou has the uh the it's up it's up. All right. Up, so up, if, up if you're comments. watching, you can see the link right now so that it's HTTPS, you know, double backslash uh, dot rocks. Yep. Um, you can go and sign up on the website as an athlete, um, peruse the website. And when you sign up, you actually are, are registering um, for the private invitation to join the um the internal personal competition that we're going to be having to start and launch it. And it's going to be all kinds of different ways of competing against other people from across the country, around the world. Eventually, it's going to be global. It's a global oh. community of people that are going to create a tribe of people that are all doing like-minded, universal shared experiences of being athletes together. And you don't have to be a professional athlete. You don't have to be an athlete at all. You can be anybody from, you know, young kids all the way up to, you know, people that are dead <laughs> okay <laughs> to register yeah. and and become part of the internal competition to um, the human baton uh, and and the being a baton you can also register eventually to that and we in there's going to be grassroots events going on all over eventually here throughout you know when, when once we get past some of the issues that are going on in the world yeah. um, but in the meantime the website and then the web platform will come out with an app that you can be part of, but we're doing these great competitions. You can win money. Um, you can become part of the leaderboard. You're going to go against all kinds of really cool people. You can meet up. It's a great like online community to be able to share your experiences with. And 
I'm the performance um, readiness advisor to the Human oh. Baton. So, yeah. so you get to hear really interesting things, hopefully from me, to give you some inspiration, motivation, and some techniques and tips. And then um, the uh, Baton manager, team manager, uh, Eric Plackow, is going to be uh, doing all of the physical training and the wads and all the different things to teach people how to become stronger, faster, better, and um, and all in an effort to go towards becoming a human baton if someone wants to be that down the line. Um, and he's over in Sweden, so we're collaborating on that. Um, and it's it's just, it's so much fun. And it, if you go to the website and you can watch the trailer, I'm in the trailer. <laughs> so if you watch the trailer, it's about six minutes long. It's um, right as you get in, it's on the left-hand side. And you can see it will give you an, a pretty detailed description yep. by just watching it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh one of the reasons why I got involved with this is um, it's a great event site for people who are former athletes um, and or veterans, because we have a veterans team, Team Resilience and Team Endurance, um, that uh, if you are wanting to find something to do that gives you the exhilaration of what you used to do. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't get it by going back to war or you can't get it by re-experiencing all the, you know, the limelight of being, you know, at right. the top level of your athleticism, right? This is probably the closest you can get. And so, um, you know, Navy SEALs are involved, special ops guys um, and women are involved. Uh, we've got, you know, a variety of levels of different athletes from across the country and around the world doing this already. Uh, so it's, Sort of, I'm launching it today for myself and the website, and on my website for it. If you want to find out, or if you want to ask me questions about it, certainly contact me. Um, but we're getting all kinds of things set up, and just go on and register as an athlete, and 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 you'll be invited to do the the private competition, and it'll be so much fun. What's a private? What's part of the private competition? So when you, so when we're just getting it up and running, and um, and there's going to be these different types of. I can't tell you exactly what they yeah. are because I'm. Oh, sworn to secrecy, yes. but there's, so for instance, I can give you an example. So like one week we, you'd get an example of, okay, you, we're going to do a pull-up challenge. So you get the little training wad from Eric and he'll set it up and say, here's what you do to get ready to train for it. And then you do the actual, um, competition on your own, you videotape, you upload it into your little section of your story of where you become an athlete on the website yep. so everyone can see it. And then there'll be a leaderboard. And so oh, well, it's, it's, yeah. it's really interactive. It's like a virtual competition, but everyone's connected to each other so that we're all, it's like becoming a family and what a great thing to do during COVID since we're all disconnected and clearly we're getting more disconnected. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, the competitions could be a variety of things. I mean, it could be planking, it could be around the world, you know, planking, it could be sit up challenges. It could be box jump challenges. I, you know, yep. it's just so it's more of like everyone comes at the same um, knowledge base, which no one knows what the competition will be coming up. But it will be that it, it you'll get the training for it. You know what it is. Then you train for it. Then you do it. And then you go on to the next one. So the it's it's just to kind of get it up and running and be excited about it and get people buzzing about it a little bit. So it has a little bit of um, the people that are, are doing it. So we at the human baton uh the people that are creating it and producing it are um from american ninja warrior yep. or that they were involved with that so it has a lot of that flair to it the difference as i see it is that the 
um, this is lifelong. This is a journey that you can be on forever. Whereas, you know, it's like a one and done sometimes with right. American Ninja Warrior or yeah. those other shows that are on. This is a, this is a franchise race that will continue on and on and on. And like, if you aren't a baton now and you're 15 and you want to be a baton when you're 18, because there's other stuff, you can still do all the training for free. We give you all the stuff along the way for free. And then you come on and we, you know, you, you pass and become a baton. Yep. Um, Literally. So, you know, so you don't have to, you know, it's not a one and done. So it's a constant flurry yep. of, of excitement and motivation and inspiration to keep people going and also a way to connect with people around the world. So, you know, the there could be, you know, when it was in its inception, I think for before the pandemic, it was, you know, it was going to be this, you know, the endurance race of, you know, 10 hours over, you know, two days. And it was going to be like in Dubai and the desert and all these places. But we're sort of stuck right <laughs> we can't do that yeah <laughs> so so we have some you know grassroots events that are going to come you know that will be local to certain areas that will be on the website eventually and you'll see and all that so yeah. um nothing right now specific so um other than you go on sign up and then you'll be part of that like the first experiences that we're going to have and it's going to be so much fun that sounds We've like fun. on this really hard I, are you going to be in the challenges is the quote-unquote nicely phrased by the way former athlete in the same challenge with the Navy SEAL. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and, and, and so there'll be different types of um, sections of, of where you, like, if you don't want to be um, doing, I, I call it leveling up. So if you don't want to be in the top level, you can start at the more uh, base level and work your way up so that if say, you know, Navy SEALs that are doing it are up at like level five yeah. and you don't have to be doing that. But, it's a way of inspiring and getting people motivated because they want to be at that level or they want to compete at right. that level, but they don't have to. So there's no pressure. So it's something for everybody. And we as a team that are, you know, the performance readiness people like myself and Eric Plackow and all the people that are doing the actual management of the athleticism, we're all there to support you all the time to get you. If you want to become, if you're a couch potato and you want to become, uh, you know, Navy SEAL ready essentially <laughs> and become a baton, then we will help you get there. Yeah. So it is so no experience required. It's more about getting connected, building a family, having a universal shared experience. And if you don't want to do a baton, you get to see all the cool stuff because it's virtual all the time. So all the races that are going on, like the drift car and the Thundercat racing and all those things, that will be happening. And you can watch it and you can follow everybody's story. So if you like one particular athlete, um, like I can think of a couple right now that are doing some of the Thundercat racing, like they have amazing stories. Yep. And so those will be up and you can follow them and you can interact and we'll all interact with you. So it's going to be very unique and um I think it's kind of an unprecedented yeah. kind of show. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's... Bringing virtual to the physical side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and it's, there's so much to it. It's, it's really a simple concept in a lot of ways, but it's really complex in the way that it can reach so many people and build on teams. So it's exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I can tell. <laughs> the, there's, and you've been working on this for a while. I so, have been. Yeah. yeah. I've been working and, um... Yeah, I've been working on it for a while. And it's, there's, you know, if you want to know about nutrition, um, we have a nutrition section. If you want to know how to, like, build, you know, certain ways to build, like, upper body strength, that's there. If you want to know how to be motivated when you've lost motivation or you feel demotivated or you feel discouraged, you got me there. Um, and so I'm sort of like the perform peak performance advisor to, like, the process. Yep. So makes me happy because I love doing that. You yeah. know how much I love doing that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm super excited for the uh, 
athletes who have, you know, they're in their mind, they're an athlete and they've always wanted to do something and it's intimidating. Yeah. I think this is one of the best, um, newest things I've ever seen created that really invites everybody and truly is for everybody because we've tried to hit on all aspects to not just make it at the top end because people at the top end are already at the top end. This right. is for it to be accessible to everyday all the time people who want to just be part of something really cool and they yeah. don't have to um, pay they don't have to you know we give it to them it's ex it's yeah. exciting because i've already had people say do i have to own one of those boats or do i have to own a horse <laughs> no <laughs> you don't um and and the whole thing online isn't about doing those race pieces it's about the training to become strong enough to do those race pieces um, and you don't have to do that. You can just be an athlete on the leaderboard doing all the different challenges that come along and winning different prizes and incentives. And, yeah. you know, you know me, I like just being at the top of the leaderboard. So I will be participating. <laughs> I hope it's not a pull-up challenge, though, because I've lost a little upper body strength yeah. after <clears throat> years of being, you know, sure. sitting. <laughs> yeah, we all have. <laughs> so I, I try. I try to train, but it's just different, you know, all that bar work, all those years of gymnastics. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do another pull-up. Kind of like I don't want a bike ride. And we've talked about this in the past about how, like, I remember telling you that there were certain life lessons that I learned as an athlete that couldn't couldn't bring over to real life because right. in an athlete, you get feedback, you get quantifiable feedback. You right. can do this better. You can do this faster. Right. You can do more pull-ups. You can do, and people, former athletes, as you said, you know, kind of ache for that ability to see their gains. Yes. You know, because in life you can't see your gains all that often. Exactly, and yeah. and and do and that's one of the things that I was talking about. You know, on on doing this is that, what a great way to bring people in that can kind of recapture some of that. Of course, it never you can never go back and right. redo, but it's a great way to actually feel that purpose and that sense of relevance of your of your person as an athlete. Um, particularly like if you've been injured. I mean, it's for anybody, but I think of people that have you know had some bad things happen or things that have knocked them off their game yep. so they can't really compete in the same way but this would be a way to really get back into doing something and still get that exhilaration in the in the rush yeah and it's the payoff because a lot of times like for me now doing gym work and things like that it's hard sometimes because there is no payoff you're just right. doing the work to do the work you used to do the work to go out and run faster and jump higher and be able to do right. more things and so this is going to give you a little bit of a payoff it's like, if oh. I put this work in, I can do this a little better and maybe I can level up. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that, you know, um, you know, speaking to, I, you know, when I was thinking about my conceptualization of helping this along to get people motivated is that human nature is that we want to level up. We want to yeah. move up. Yeah. And, um, if we don't have an environment that supports that, we won't. Right. So, you know, I see it as part of my job is helping, you know, the human batons be able, all the athletes that come in and sign up and whatever is, I'm helping them along with Eric, push them along that level up process to get them to where they've always wanted to be or to get them back where they wanted to be. It just might not be in the same thing. I mean, right. they, you know, they might not have ever driven a drift car or... <laughs> Have you seen drift cars? It's quite something. Y yes, <laughs> it's a little scary. Um, uh, or you know, they and and people often. So how do you have, get, how do you get to that point? You level up to a point where you get invited to this. So you you can le you can level all the way up through mm -hmm. if you just sign up to be you know an athlete, or you can sign up to be a human baton, and then you do the training for becoming a human baton, and then we as a team. Um, vet you, select you, make sure that you're ready because you can't just jump in a Thundercat and yeah. be a pilot. Or How many of these are there going to be? Are, are they going to be 
a lot of events where you have a cape how many human batons eventually will there so be so we're going to have so it's going to be a team of 30 so it's going to be five teams so you'll have i think it's five teams six teams five six teams of five people so it's going to be 30 and so the first run of the big of the big baton piece will be that but the actual athlete base could be yeah. 100,000 yeah. so so each time that we do a the race of the human baton it will be those teams that get put into those places yeah so that it's one you know the baton gets passed from each team and it's you know their race against each other so it starts off with the skydive they, they they jump into the little zone yep. they run to the oh, i'm sure i'll confuse this but they run to the drift car or the rally car i think it's the drift car first then to the um, rally car then to the endurance horse and then they finish off. I think I missed one in there. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then they and then they end with the Thundercat race, and then um, run up on the beach. Um, so it's the endurance of people. And, and this is what I was gonna say: is people keep saying to me that I talk to is like, "How's that being an athlete?" And oh. and until and that's I think I said this too in June and July. Until I actually got into a Thundercat and did a race. Yeah. Oh my! The amount of core leg and arm work is you have to be so super strong and i said when i got off that first ride that i did the first race i did i was like oh my gosh i thank god i was a gymnast because i had upper body strength yep. because holding on you know it's just you and the pilot in the boat um the you know the driver and you're you're co-piloting and you're shifting the boat and you're the one that's right. kind of turning it and you know as the person as the baton um the amount of physicality to this is huge so like driving a drift car or driving a rally car jumping out of a you know plane all those things i mean you don't yeah you could, anybody could jump out of a plane anyone could drive a drift car anyway but to come to that level there's actually a physicality about it that really yeah. has to be built through core training different wads you know different training levels of uh building strength of neck strength articular rotation of neck you know because when you're out there you know a while back when i was out there doing some training with some of the some of the men and women that were trying to become batons uh one guy had gotten out in the boat and it was his first time ever and i was watching him coming back and forth in the ocean and and i could see he was you know yeah. floppy rag doll neck you know yeah. I was like oh boy and he came out and he and he basically was like oh my gosh i feel like i'm all over the place and so i i tweaked a couple little techniques on his hands and told him like think it's all coming from your core and he went back out and his neck stabilized and it made it totally different and so then when we when we were finished with that first day of practice yep. i was talking about like upper body you know the pecs the traps all the different exercises for neck and 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 doing neck training and planking to get ready to be able to do that the best you can because the tighter your core the faster you can go the tighter the turns the faster you get past the opponent right and people don't realize that you know there's there's athleticism in that and sure. i and i have to say years ago i mean people would say oh the indy 500 what's that that's not an athlete yeah. 99% of the guys that I've met and the women, you know, you know Danica, you know, they're all in super good shape. And there's a reason why is that you're actually the athleticism behind having to do that and the intensity of the um, endurance. It's the endurance piece. Right. It's like running a marathon. It's not about a quick, you know, like run down the street. There's so much to go to it. So it's super exciting well, about that. Yeah, I'm a huge NASCAR fan. And yeah. that, that was the thing for NASCAR drivers all the time. And it's like, okay, first of all, go drive for four hours mm -hmm. and see how taxing that 
that is. And then think about doing it six, six inches from the other guy at 200 miles an hour for four hours. And so, and that's, and so you have in a so, in a fire suit in 120 degree heat and, with a huge helmet. Yeah, right. So yeah. you have so and so those are the pieces that in people say, well, how's that athleticism? Well, because you actually train for that, you have to. There's agility, flexibility, reflexes. There's all these pieces yeah. that come, and they don't come from just driving the car. They come from all kinds of physical training, mental training, which right. is my piece of the performance readiness. How do you maintain? that intensity over such a long period of time without getting exhausted or which or such small your, margins and, yeah with yeah. those little teeny windows like yeah. so you talk about like the race cars being right next to each other or the drift cars or whatever it's the same thing i mean when i was out watching you know the test races for the thundercats you know a while back people were flipping their boats they were going up over the buoys they were yep. they were banging into each other and you know they're inflatables you know because the margin you know you're getting really close and you want to get around but you you know safety is key but you get really close and you're trying to win the race right you have those things happen it's quite something and if you don't have good reflexes or you're you know i call it floppy arms if you have that floppy arm because you don't have the strength the boat gets out of control really fast um yeah you know, and so people people don't realize, but this is so exciting because you have all this lead up to train to do all of that to be able to get into a boat or get into an, an endurance horse, yeah, um, and 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 bond with that horse, and then also do like yeah, that's a whole different I thing. Mean, it's, yeah, yeah, there's so many really so cool. I'm so excited yeah. about it, as you can see. <laughs> so exciting! I want everyone to join. Please go sign up and on the website and, and, and check it out. And, you know, you don't have to commit to anything. You just have to look at it and, and you can just be a virtual watcher. And all free. Yeah, and all for free. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. What do you get for free? Nothing. Nothing. You know, no, no hitch on this. Like just, it's just a thing to sign up for that's really cool. And, and you get to better yourself and, you know, connect with people all over the world. That's pretty cool. The whole athlete horse thing sounds fascinating. It's what? The whole athlete-horse connection sounds fascinating. Yeah, so, well, and the athlete-horse connection, uh, you know, I, you know I'm you know i all about, like, the better the bond, you know, because we know in psychology of animal and behavior and bonding mm -hmm. that the better the bond you have with the animal and the human, especially horses and humans, the more they will do for you, just like, you know, and they yep. will read you and they will understand your body and all those things. So that's a, a very big aspect, too. And you don't have to know how to ride a horse, by the do way. Do the batons get to bond with the horse or do they just show up and no, the, get a well, horse? The batons, and that will be some, yeah. that will be bonding. You know, yeah. people don't just show up and, I mean. Ride a horse. Ride. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there will be some, there will be some bonding. I mean, there, I mean, there will be cases, I'm sure, where that won't be all the case you know it'll be just a horse that can is adaptable because some horses are super adaptable but yep. um to be able to have practice and and do all that and, and that's all often a question is do i have to know how to ride a horse well if you were human baton we wouldn't just be throwing you on a horse there'd be yeah there's some lead into this and yeah. just, you know but it, that's why we do the training online and you can uh, train to become you know you have to have really great leg strength for riding a horse if people don't know that if you've ever ridden a horse and the next day after you've never ridden before, you have a butt ache yep. and an internal um, adductor and abductor leg ache in the thighs, it's because you need super leg strength to be able to right. have control of yourself and the horse together and they and mutually. So um, training. And people don't realize that. Oh. You know, like how cool that is. So it's it's... I just wanted to keep saying it's so exciting. It's so exciting. It's so exciting because I have yeah. this visual in my head about all the really neat things. But there's lots of film footage on the website that you can see about what we do, and it's 
fascinating. Have you even looked, you haven't looked at it yet, have you? Because I hadn't I yeah, hadn't I, given it to you. I put the website. Today. Yeah, I put the website on the screen. I haven't seen the trailer yet. So, so. yeah, it's it's um, and so going back to um, having people that you know, so like it, you know, we have Navy SEALs um, and other special forces people men and women on uh, joining because we have specific teams that are baton teams that you, you know that represent you know veterans represent yep. um, former athletes represent different aspects of different you know challenges I mean that's not the only teams we have but that's one of the interest factors that I've had uh, for oh and there it is Lou's playing it currently it's on your screen right now if you're watching it um, and uh, if you guys are able to uh, jump off and see that, that's fine. And there's a Thundercat. <laughs> <laughs> Super exciting. Um, so, but if you're, you know, if you have the experience of having um, been injured, for instance, like there's there's people that have had injuries uh, at war and they've had, um, you know, loss of limbs. Uh, people think that, oh, you know, I can't ever do something like this. Right. Oh, no, this is like an amazing really? way to get back into it because uh, you, you do the training. I mean, we have athletes that are have multiple different kind of physical challenges. Um, and what a great outlet to be able to come and do because it's it's open to anybody. Um, you know, certainly um, if you're quadriplegic, we might not be able to do all of the things, but we're right. trying to make accommodations for people if they want to be able to do these things. Um, but it's really for everyone so that it's open as a, you know, as a, a family of support. And, and we call it a tribe in THB that mm -hmm. we're a tribe and we want a tribe together. So, you know, if I want to go on vacation and I'm in, you know, Australia, I can go on to the THB website and say, oh, look, there's something going on in, in when I'm going to be there and, and contact the yeah. person. And so there's going to be a, a global interchange, which is not something that you would typically get. So no. there's so many really cool aspects of this that I encourage people to come on board and do that. And go, and go sign up and get started, right? Yes. And get started right away. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. So um, if you have any questions, certainly... Did anyone ask anything or are we... Nothing yet, no. Okay, good. Well, not good, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what I wanted to initially talk about today because I wanted to supersede <laughs> what is going on currently in the state of affairs, which is really nothing. I, I mean, I wasn't really kidding about the fact that currently we are still in the same place basically that we were yesterday, essentially. Yeah, well, yeah. A little worse. Huh? A little worse. Well, it depends on how you look at it. Well, our fears are coming to, it our what? fears are coming to light. Our fears are coming into, are beginning to manifest themselves. Well, it depends on what your fears are. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. Depends on what yeah, your fears no, are. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. Um, yes, it's a very, it's a very scary time for people, and and to get multiple texts starting very early this morning of people already having stress, which has been happening in the past week anyway, but now overnight I've had multiple reach outs of yeah. what are we going to do? What am I going to do? And, you know, depend, you know, and it, they're both coming from all sides. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay. Um, so I'm going to do a lot of listening today. Well, everybody's side's worst, everybody's side's worst fear is starting to well, manifest that's itself. Is, well, that's yeah. why I'm saying it's everybody's sides is because everybody on all sides is having some issue to have a fear about it. It's not one side over another right. or it's like straight across the continuum of wherever people are landing on it. Um, so, and I'm going to listen a lot today to a lot of different sides. Yeah. 
<laughs> I listened a lot yesterday to a lot of different sides. Yesterday was pre-worry, and now today it's kind of, it's not post-worry, it's the anticipatory anxiety that's coming. It's limbo-worry. And, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the rev up of, well, it's not going to happen today, it's not probably going to happen tomorrow, maybe by Friday, and then what, and and all the buildup and all the things that are out there. I think one of the best things, it, you know, I wish that I was giving some advice to, you know, administrators, which would be like, everyone should just be quiet for a while and just let it, let it happen and see where it falls out. But, you know, because, you know, people talking revs it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we know. Yes. My rev up last week that I did and came down from. See, we all rev up a little bit. Yep. Because we were turning the corner has a different meaning for some of us. Yeah, but we've got a we've still got a lot of work to go forward with this. This is exactly this is this is going to be with us the rest of the year. Right. One way and, or the other. And and I an answer that I gave someone this morning um, was you know because the person had written this is never going to end. Speaking of the pandemic, right? Because of the way that they were perceiving the you know today's outcome right now, and I and I just wrote everything has an end so cliche but it does i said everything has an end it may not be tomorrow it may not be right. a year from now but everything has an end you have to function with what is within your current purview like i always talk about what is present right now in front of you what do you have in your control and don't go outside that scope right now beyond what you can control and it seemed to help mm -hmm. her yeah um i said a little bit differently and a little bit more but that was the basic thing is it will be okay it may not be okay today, but it will be okay, and you have to do you in this moment because you have no other control over Pennsylvania right. or Florida or Arizona or Ohio or um, all those things. And That's what makes this so daunting at this point because at least leading up to the vote, you had some perception of control. You were yes. going to go out and vote. You could potentially influence votes. Right, right. now, we're in a limbo where it is totally out of our hands. Our, right. our hands are off the wheel at this point. Right. And, and it's totally out of our hands. Which is a nightmare. we're worried about the hands that it, that <laughs> yeah. it is in. Exactly. Yeah. And that's equal across all sides. Yeah. Across the continuum. I shouldn't say sides because it's just a continuum of mm -hmm. people on one end to the other. So it's that fear of, okay, these are the things I've heard, you know. Are the people trustworthy? No. Are they, are they, are they miscounting who threw stuff away? What's yep. going to get lost? Who's getting in the way of it? Is there fraud? I mean, it's just, in, and I keep saying to people, we have no control over that. Right. And and the cringeworthy commentary that I'm about to say, I can't believe I'm about to say it, but it is what it is because we don't have any control. And it's not in the disrespectful way is, is what it is, but we don't have control over those things. Um, but that's what, that, that's what makes the anxiety here even a little bit worse than leading up right. to the election because you have right, zero control over fear. You're, you're totally, uh, you are totally at the... Um, Mercy. At the mercy, yeah. yeah. You're at the mercy. Yeah, which is a scary thought. I know. <laughs> right but you're right. You're at the mercy of, of people being stand-up and doing the right thing just by being honest in the count, no matter how it falls out. And, you know, and, and the thing is, no matter how it falls out, it feels like, you know, the anticipatory anxiety is that the both sides, that's where it's both sides, there's going to be a fight. So, yes. Yes, so which is why. So we can anticipate that there's going yeah. to be a fight. We're going up until the end of the year. Oh, yeah. This is, We're yeah. dealing with this for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, every side already had their lawyer set up and the case is made. And so it's going. And we haven't even gotten the count in. There's still like a bajillion. 10 o'clock this morning is when they just started counting 
Philadelphia, was it, or Pittsburgh? One of them. Uh, they didn't even start, you know, until 10 o'clock this morning, and there was something like 3 million votes. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania has said, we're going to wait three or four more days to that's, see what shows up in the mail. Well, that's like, what they, well yeah. yeah, that's what they were saying this morning, that they can't even do a full count, really, because the X amount, like millions of votes were still out, and they wouldn't have it till maybe Friday. So, you know, be patient. Patience. Yeah, instant yeah. gratification. You know, we are a country of instant gratification people. Lou, Lou's just, if no one's watching, Lou's just staring at me like, uh-huh. This is not the way U.S. elections are supposed to run. You what? These are not the, this is not the way U.S. elections are supposed to run. No. In, the, in this one and the last one, it's just, uh, it's, ex, it's exhausting. Like, I'm ready for it to be done, but it's not going to be done. So no. we just have to go and move on and, because we don't have anything to control over this. Right. And, and I actually noticed social media in, in terms of, like, I noticed that there were not a lot of people saying a lot in the past two days on social media. I've seen some funny memes, but not a lot of, you know, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. when Hillary and Trump were doing it um, in 16, I just remember it was like all the time, all the time, right up until the day. And it was people being mean to each other. I've seen a little bit here and there, but it seems like we're to. Well, the day of the, the day of people seem to back off and the day of people seem to be talking about. You know, okay, we're we're all going to be friends after this. You know, had that kind of mentality on the day of the election and, and a little bit the day before, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, and that, I think I mean I hadn't thought of it quite like that, but I, I think it was just more that people were quelling, so that you know, maybe everyone collectively is realizing that we shouldn't like go up in arms and riot and need to build walls around. The oh, that's going to happen. I know, but I'm trying to be optimistic. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm trying to be optimistic. We're all trying to be optimistic, but it's. Because getting more we and more difficult participating in those things no and we hold strong views and we don't just because you oh, hold a strong view and it doesn't go your way doesn't mean you should run around and run amok because that's you know in psychology in my field that means that we have we have lost contact with ground yeah and then when you lose contact with ground and there's a segment of society that has lost contact with ground unit. yeah Essentially, you yeah. know, you can say that literally and metaphorically, but it, you're essentially like if you're out rioting and being out of control, that's like being in an inpatient unit. You need help because that means you've run riot in your head. Well, you, see, that's not a universally shared opinion I either. Know that, but that's really like the, when the, you look at it, like if you cannot, it's like some people have, say this like is good. You can't control Keep their going. body movements. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the, and the child, let's take kids, kids that can't control their body movements and they're always spinning, spinning, spinning. It's about getting the mindset right enough, cognitive, you know, like getting it so that even though the body feels that way, it's anticipating all the time and has these urges because of the outside influence or whatever's happening. Yeah. The person, the child or the, you know, the person learns how to um, functionally adapt to hold that in place so as not to hurt oneself or someone else. But to continue the analogy, the difference here is one parent is telling that kid, yeah, keep spinning. It's great. <laughs> well, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but but the but the 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 metaphor or the the visual on that was to say like if you're yeah. if you're not in control of yourself and you're you know it's one thing to be okay if you're standing with a sign and saying go yay sis boom ba whatever it is um, it's one thing but when you're spinning out of control because one parent has said don't spin the other one's saying spin or both parents are saying spin in a different way right yeah <laughs> right you have your center you have to come to ground so that you're not feeling like you have to be out of control to get what you need so a child will get what they need by acting out so 
I see it as acting out that there's nothing wrong with, absolutely nothing wrong with peaceful, calm, functional, adaptable, hey, I've got something to say and I'm going to do it. But when we're out going, you know, we have to board up things and we have to attack people and shoot people and beat up people and climb walls and burn down. Yeah. Sto- like now that's the metaphor of the visual of now the child who's spinning doesn't have any control and we're the parents to help them. And so it's, yeah, you know, so it's, it's, you know, the likening to, okay, if you're that out of control, we need to get into control, not like controlling. It's just you as a person has to look at that and go, what am I doing? And what is that going to get me? It's so much better than, it's so much better to just, if you have an opinion, have an opinion, say it, be present with it. But Mm, it's yeah. the forcing of it on and that you know the it, it it's we haven't talked about this but there's a whole political psychology the, the psychology of politics and the psychology of mindset of politics and the politicians and the people who follow them um at the intensity of the extremes you know the extremes sure. on both ends and then where people are in the middle conservative on on the rocking roll in the middle it's really fascinating we've never yeah. talked about that I try to stay away from all the politic talking because yeah. so much of it, but it's, there's a, there's so many different phenomenon around like what I was just discussing as the, the metaphor of the spinning tops and, you know, the inpatient right. um, mentality of, you know, you're either in control or you're out of control. And that's for anybody. It doesn't matter what side you're on. It's about, are you functionally adapting to what's externally driving you? If the external feels out of control and you're trying to push back and give it more you're acting out you're gonna for for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction you're just you're just pinging back and forth instead of saying center to your ground where you're solid in your thought and your feeling and your view and just don't move off that spot that doesn't mean you're stubborn and mean and jerky it means that you just i have my opinion you have your opinion they have their opinion and it's okay to do that without hurting each other but you're working within you're working within a realm where that's the preferable outcome right but there are a lot there's a lot of influence that is um saying that's not the preferable outcome act out right you're being encouraged to act out right that's the that's the right thing to do that's that's the uh, morally superior thing to do to go act out and burn down a building right but but so if we keep with that like parenting thing like that's like uh permissive and indulgent parenting style right it's like you know the the best type of parenting is authoritative which is you know high in task you know i require a lot of you expect a lot of you and i also will praise you for doing good by it authoritarian is you know obviously the say as i do not yep. as you know right and and the, the the dictator right parent then we've got the permissive and indulgent which is woohoo <laughs> this go do it and whatever yeah. and don't worry about what happens and that actually in parenting creates the worst outcomes in kid development and then you know usually by 12 and 13 in those two combined you get the juvenile delinquency rate that goes up by 70 percent so keeping that on the line of like the metaphor here um that's what this is you know the mentality piece of that is that the emotional well-being is not being kept into okay i expect of you that you will not go and hurt burn down and do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, that doesn't and exist. We'll, we'll congratulate you for that versus yeah. the problem is it's permissive and indulgent parenting that's happening. Like, go do it, and now we're clapping yep. for you for doing it. And and that's for anybody and everybody that's doing it. And that what it does, you know, if you look at the psychology behind that, groupthink builds more groupthink, 
the dynamic gets rolling, and then we're off, and then we're all over the place and yeah. off to the races. Yeah. Not the, the good races. Massachusetts either. teachers are protesting in Boston today. They set are up they? this protest a couple of days ago I about the outcome it. of the election. Nobody knows the outcome of the election. The Massachusetts teachers are out. People teaching our kids are out I protesting. I did not see that. Yeah. I've been trying to avoid a lot of the. Yeah. I've been trying to avoid the. I'm staying my, with my ground, Lou. Yeah, you have Trying your par- you have your parenting style in our analogy, and then you have the hoodlum kid that your kid starts hanging out with. Yes. Yeah, right. and that type of influence who becomes a who becomes a uh, leadership figure in your kid's life. Well, you, well, the whole like the whole phenomenon of all of this is that you've got you've got so you got the social norming aspect, mm-hmm. right? You got the peer social norming. You got the groupthink aspect. You have the cult aspect. Mm-hmm. Right, that all gets put in, and then you've got the permissiveness of whoever is giving yeah. the permission with no check and balance. Unless, it, it, well, it, we've seen already it, this year the checks and balances are at the extremes, because it's like you know it's looting, rioting, da 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 da, and then you know military comes. It, it's this yeah. struggle constantly. You know, looting, rioting, take over the city and have your own autonomous zone. Right. You're on your own. Again, so spinning top, spinning top on all sides. Like, it's all spinning instead of being like, okay, how do we do calm? And and this isn't new. (laughs) No. That's why there's the psychology of politics and and these things because about this is not new. I mean, this is what wars are created over the psychology of this. I'm having a conversation last night about how America is gone because we're so divided and, and you know, there's just so much conflict in what's going on. People can't even uh, adhere to the American way. And I said, you realize 150 years ago, we split up as a country. Yep. This is not the first time we've been here. Look at this. Look at the 70s and the Vietnam War and the 60s. And, right. you know, we, we're rife with this type of political. Uh, we're rife with this type of polit- political antagonism. Right. And division. Mm hmm. But what's missing is the part where we come together after the election. What's right. missing is the part where the election has credibility. What's missing is the part where the things that we um, grounded ourselves on, to use the term, right. about being American, that's eroded. You know, right. the, the rock we came back to after the election, and after political debate, not there anymore. Well, and, that, and that's the, you know, that goes to the parenting styles, right? It's the coming back to ground, and it depends on your perception of the ground, yeah. right? So all the times of all the different shows I've talked about is perception is reality, you, yeah. you know? And, but there is, there is some semblance of a true reality in, you know, there's a thread of that truth between things that people should be able should use loosely should be able to come back to common ground on and that's i think that's what speaks to the thing that is missing is you know we're we're a divided country in so many ways even before this i mean go back before trump was in office and go you know we just look demographically state by state northeast south midwest like it's every every little pocket of this country is so different in their ground and yes in their moral value, I mean, everyone has a little shared theme, but morals, values, beliefs, cultural differences. I mean, everyone, you know, everyone knows the standard what to do to be a good person. But then, then we have offshoots of yeah. what that really means. And well, so, this, this is why we need still need to be a federalist nation. We need to stick to the Tenth Amendment. We need states' rights. We need, um, you know, when just the debate on gun control. Not to get into it, but a gun in Texas is different than a gun in New York City. Right. It means a different thing. It has a different impact. Right. It should be legislated differently. 
Yeah. You know, having a gun in a pick in your pickup in Texas is not a big deal. Right. That's the way Texas is. That's it, the culture. It, it's the mindset. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or New Hampshire. Yeah. Having a gun in the back of your Datsun in New York City or, or the Bronx is a whole different thing. Right. 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 And it has and it has a whole different meaning. Yeah. We need to tr we need to treat it differently. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm just laughing because I'm thinking when um, when the previous president, when, when Obama was in and you resisted policy, you were a racist. Mm -hmm. As soon as Trump was elected, you see all these bumper stickers resist. It's resistance and it's noble. Noble. Right. And when Trump's in, when Obama's in, it's racism. So what happens when, you know, should Biden get elected and I start to resist? What am I what am right. I at that point? You know? And well, and that, and I think that I don't you know, have a problem with resisting. That's that's the American way. This is politics. You 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 debate, you elect, you. Well, but re, so again, always bringing it back to the psychological phenomenon, and so resistance is part of the whole, um, the philosophical in debate. If you took ethics one hundred and one in college, or if you did it in high school, mm -hmm. you would have you would have been exposed to like Voltaire and the whole in the whole part about you know being you know being present in in the in the moment and and the ethics of of um oh, I, was just, I was i was thinking about ground and i just lost yeah. my point repeat the last thing you were just saying because i was i was just note noticing the difference between opposing the president during the obama oh, administration right. and opposing the president during the trump so administration. voltaire i was in my yeah. head about ground so voltaire's piece about the reactants people have free will and when we are put upon our free will psychologically we will do the reacting opposite or we're more prone to do like if if i tell you don't do that you're more likely to go huh mm -hmm. i'm going to do it yeah. versus if i don't say anything at all right you'll be more likely to do what i was going to have you do anyway right so but the but we do the resistance reactance piece you know resistance is what we're calling it today because yeah. that's what the words are but it's it's the psychological phenomenon of free will reactance is that if someone puts upon us do this and we we're going to do it anyway we might go well why would i want to do that maybe i want to do the other thing yeah. and often we'll go that way even if we don't and if there's a group of people then we're like oh well then i should yeah. do that or i don't have any i the what's bringing when we're talking about this what's coming to mind is the whole mask issue yeah it's like you know you may be prone to wear the mask and not wear the mask and understand what's going on even though you don't like it but somebody who you don't like that you don't agree with that you're disappointed in, Governor Baker, tells you to do it, and all of a sudden you're, you're like, if he's telling me to do it, no, I don't, I don't want to do it. Right. So I'm so resisting. And that's and that's where you. So that's a perfect example of where you are showing the the reactance phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. Of, I would do it, but now someone's told me to do it, and I don't want to do it because of that. But I'm going to do it. Like, so you're yep. having the you know the cognitive dissonance, the cognitive yes. the conflict in your head of like I want to be able to take my own free will and act on it versus someone telling me to. And that's it. I have this conversation all the time in my office because this is, I mean, this is the psychology of what's going on in most of my patients, clients, and people right now is, is the reactance is like, I want to do what I want to do. I don't want someone to tell me what I want to do or what I should do or what yeah. I shouldn't do, but I'm going to do it. And having the debate back and forth and, and, and not the debate back and forth with themselves and, and me just being a clarifying point of, well, what's the right thing to do if yeah. you had no other influence on you? And, and instead of it, you know, taking away things that are influencing them. Or, oh, yeah. And I, 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 when I go in the store, do, I put the mask on. You do the right thing for you. Yeah. And well, others, because you have a good core. Yeah. When I go I in the store, that. I put the mask on. Hey. The, the, the biggest, 
we'll do a little therapy here. The biggest okay. fear for me right now is that the the fear that's coming true right now is that regardless of all our differences and what we disagree with in terms of policy and the way things should be run and all that, we all agreed, if not tacitly, otherwise, we all agreed to play by the rules. Mm -hmm. And the rules are out the window. In other words, listen, we can we can do an election, we can go back and forth in the election, we can debate policy, we can debate stances, we can debate philosophies, but the election's gonna run by the rules. The country's gonna run by the rules. Rules are out the window. You know, we're gone. Nobody's paying attention. I'm a constitutionalist. Nobody's paying attention to the Constitution right. anymore. Well, and um, so there's so there's so many pieces to that. So, you know, in theory, I know you were saying, well, all the theory out the window. But in theory, yes, if we all did by the rules, then things would be different. Yeah. But that's human nature is that we don't do that and, and as we know we go but we have I'm for a, 250 years well we, and we mean, should we continue we play to. by we we stay yeah. close to the rules and when it doesn't work for you know this yeah. is like kids again when it doesn't work for us we find a way around it we exactly. find, you know this is yeah. the testing of of the of the rules or the boundaries or the ground um and and i tell you know each individual that i see and to you too is that yeah you can only do you because you can't control for the bigger population all right though you just walk me to the second level of this because you just walked me to the second level of this. Okay. Because the first level of my fear was the fact that we're not playing by the rules anymore. Right. Rules are out the window. Right. But as we're talking about it, what I'm realizing is it's more about we don't even agree on the truth. Right. And that was that's to my that's my yeah. point of the first thing is that it's it's so what chance do you have if the truth is not the truth anymore? Right. And it's not inter it doesn't obviously sometimes the truth is interpretive. There are some very bold and very brilliant examples in the last several years of things where the truth just, the truth is there, we're just ignoring it. And right. everybody's okay with it. Or the truth it. is there and bits and pieces are taken from it or maneuvered around yeah. or made to fit what people need to have them fit, which is human yeah. nature. Yeah. And it's on a very grand scheme currently. And yeah. then we're all pulled into it because we all have... We all have um, skin in the game. So if the rules don't matter anymore, if the truth doesn't matter anymore, that's an, a high level of uncertainty that creates a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And right. anxiety creates strong reactions. Exactly. And this is where we are. And this is where we are because it, and that's why I called it, I didn't say it was the sides anymore. I said it's the continuum across the board because, you know, someone, as the example, if someone is an extreme end of the right and extreme end of the left, they both believe that they're true and right and their beliefs are the the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like if you look, you know, you could have the same debate about like Catholicism versus Judaism versus being Muslim. Everyone believes that their truth is the truth. And then it, it's like, well, who's true? Well, it's the truth for them. It's there. It, it's, mm. it's, it's a very, this is why we have philosophers and ethicists. Yeah. Because they're supposed to figure these things out. And I'm supposed to sort of help people keep the peace. In All the of that is fine in the synagogue, in the church, right. in the temple. Right. Uh, have your beliefs, do what you want to do. But we've all got to live together out here. Right. So there has to be, there has to be a, uh, there has to be a basis of truth. There has to be a basis but of the, reality. But the point of that, as the as a comparison point, is that you know people go to war over religion because yeah. of the because of the belief of the truth. Yes. Whose truth is more right? 
and then money gets thrown in, right? Yeah. So this is this is similar. This is similar. This is like I I feel like this is like a direct layover parallel psychologically. Is that, you know, here we have these two churches, right? Republican and Democrat. Yeah. Let's call it out, right? Two churches have truths, but there's no center truth because they're both standing in their truths, and that's what they're fighting against. And then they're you know the ideology of what is true, what is the perception of truth, and then there's no there's no center point. But there is, because we all know there is, but then getting that to happen is difficult. And that's a, that's a human phenomenon that's been going on since Roman time. You know, I mean, look at, look at all the, I mean, this is the creation, the underpinnings of why wars happen psychologically, is that you get these op opposing eds, ends of my truth is more truthful than yours and my side, that's what this is in Hence the point of people unraveling and losing their ground is not being able to stay centered in their, in the group truth versus, you know, and that's why I keep saying you only have control over your own, your own person. You certainly can make a community effort to, but as long as you stand in your own ground and you stay um, mentally functional and mentally stable around what you think and feel and believe, um, without imposing, it's kind of like boundary crossing for people. If you're, if you're staying within uh, the the zone of what you think and feel and while respecting what others think and feel and not crossing over the boundaries to hurt anyone else or yourself, then then usually things can go closer to middle ground for people. But that's not happening. Right. And that's what creates that's what creates historically all these problems and currently what's going on from the, from the perspective of what I do for a living. You know, I mean, there's money and other things going sure. on. But that's also part of psychology. But the, the, the standard kind of underpinning of this is that um, that group thing versus standing in your own ground, taking care of you, knowing that we can we you and I can talk about this all day long and you and I will still always be friends because we we share the respect for our ground and know that we're still good people. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, but we can't get everybody to do that. <laughs> you know I mean? If you don't, you know, I know many people who, if you disagree with them, it's over and I'm yeah. junk and I'm out. Okay. Yeah. You know, instead of it being like, well, how come we can't disagree and then not hate each other? <laughs> right. I mean, that's just, you know, if yeah. I don't agree with you, why is that going to be, you know, I mean, some people I would necessarily be fine with not being friends with, <laughs> <laughs> but that's here nor there at this point. But, you right. know, because the, and it usually comes down to, you know, making the moral judgment on like, it's not about, and it is a moral judgment. If like the belief system is so morally askew to mine, I'm like, I'm out. Um, and we should do that for ourselves, but that doesn't mean we have to annihilate the other person emotionally right. and be like, you're a terrible person. Go no. away from me. It's just I mean, like, I think I'm going to take a break. Just withdraw. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But for me, Solving it's an age of the world. It's an, it, for me, at my age, it's an end of the innocence type of thing for me. Yeah. Because I'm just, I, I feel, this morning I feel this is the death of credibility of our election system. Mm -hmm. It's the death of the credibility of our system. It's it's gone at this point. See, it, so I can see all you're saying that. All I keep thinking was like, okay, I'm thinking, oh, well, we did this with Gore. We, we did this with the Clintons. We've done this with Obama. Now we're doing it here. This seems to, this was definitely worse than I think all of them, but I feel like it's a pattern that gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, well, it, with Gore, there was there was still a rule and a routine to go back to and you go back and right. you uh, you 
evaluate each of the ballots. Mm -hmm. In this election, we are at a point where there is no accountability. Right. There is zero accountability. We've got, we're going to come up with ballots that are in a mail truck somewhere, you know, from a union, a public union that endorsed one of the candidates. That that candidate said the other candidate was out to destroy that union. We've, we've, put the, we've put this election, this election is squarely in the hands of the post office right now. And where's the accountability? We, you know, if they came up with 200,000 votes in Pennsylvania in the next couple of days, how would you dispute that? How well, would you? And that's what it's leaning towards. And so, yeah. right? So the, the going back to like the accountability piece, right? In, in, in life, mm-hmm. right? That, that that's one of the biggest problems I'm going to blanket this because it's easier, but yeah. it's it's one of the biggest problems that we have in current um, this generation of like you know this age generation of accountability. We're looking at you know the phenomenon that's happening that you're talking about that you're seeing and you know we're all seeing in the in post officing and the accountability for the election. That's the same issue that psychologically is going on in this country is people lack the accountability for their thoughts, feelings, behaviors, decisions. It's always externalized. It's not accountable to individual um, more and more. And right. that's one of the biggest, um, I mean, when I do consults for school systems or I go in and, and, and working with some classrooms, it's accountability and taking responsibility. The kids are lacking that. And so they're or in teenagers. So you've got like this young set of adults. So it doesn't surprise me, although it's thoroughly frustrating what's going on. It doesn't surprise me because it's like we're, right. it's a parallel walk in what's going on countrywide oh. in terms of that lack of accountability not having to not having to stand up for uh, taking responsibility for what you've done what you haven't done how you've done it no because yeah. it's somebody else's fault but just that is uh, i had a house full of 15 year olds over yeah. over halloween and just listening to the conversations oh, i bet that was interesting where 15 year olds are right now yes is so detached from seemingly detached from and listen they all have their own truth they're going through their maturation process right. they're learning critical thinking but it's it's just scary where things are right now it just it's just it's really kind of disturbing actually well and well and, that, and hence to the point of the accountability piece is that you know it's there's a significant raising from the leadership of the you know parenting not all parents obviously i mean but this is you know it's kind of like the generalized piece that you see i mean this is what i can link this into the you know the explosion of more of the addiction issues that we've seen more of the depression depression and anxiety issues that we've seen is you can trace this a lot of the time back to a person's inability to take accountability and responsibility because they were modeled not to do that. They were not, you know, they, it has, these all have these threads that aren't just like, oh, it happened overnight. These are threads that are long and right. tethered into the mothership. Not blaming mothers, that was just a metaphor. No. Yeah. They're all tethered into the, to the, the nurtured space of learning and how someone has socially observed how to be and not then been held accountable for something right out of the beginning. So when yeah. you've, you know, had this but, conversation uh, with clients yesterday, right as soon as you get out of the gate, if you're not controlling, and I say that not in a pejorative way, if you're not controlling for um, having a consequence and reward system in teaching someone or a group of people or the nation or whatever, if you don't have that right out of the gate, two or three years down the line, you're, you're already into the formative years and now... Yeah. How are you going to go back and retrack and try to put in gap stops and boundaries? 
because you're going to get bypassed. And that's how kids figure out how to get past you. Same as what we're talking about when it's the culture of politics and, and the state of the union. Yeah, but the accountability is referenced to, um, is in the context of a completely different reality. Right. And it, the thing about it that scares me is it's more pervasive than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. It's like, um, you have, listen, I have Gaia. I, I watch some Gaia shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I read Chariot of the Gods and I, the Ancient Aliens. And all I find it fascinating. I find it entertaining. I don't buy half of it, if yeah. any of it. Right. But you've, and you knew there were people out there who believe it. Right. There are Absolutely. people who believe there's a flat earth. There are people who believe right. a lot of things. Right. You just thought they're out there and they're the fringe and right. fine. A couple it's standard n- deviations off the norm. It's not bothering me. Right. You know, no big deal. But when you start to hear when I'm working with her, you know, mid-teens, when I'm working with her schoolwork, when I'm hearing kids talk, it's like there are no, we have no reptilian ancestors. That were hybrids with aliens. We, it, this just doesn't exist. And if we can't even come together on these basics of reality, yep. what, what's our future look like? I mean, we have to, there has to be a certain base of just, you know, this is true, this isn't. I, I, I absolutely hear you and think that yeah. you're right on the money because yeah. there's such a divergence in, in the... And I don't care if there's 5 10% out there who believe it. Yeah. And like I said, as long as they're not... You know, but these are the people who are going to be leading our country in 10 years, mm-hmm. in 20 years. And it's just, it, again, it's, it's, it's so pervasive. Yes. And um, not, I'm, I'm not saying this to be political about it. I'm just saying it, using it as an example of what my fears are. Yeah. We had the, um, uh, we had the nomination of Justice Barrett. Yeah. And you get the Speaker of the House saying she's illegitimate and it was an unconstitutional process. And it's the exact opposite. And there's no dispute about it. The, one side is the truth, one isn't. The Speaker of the House can say it. A lot of people can, a ton of people can believe it. And if we can't even come together on that basic truth, what hope is there? It's, it's just really scary right now, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think, well, um, before we wrap up, I, I, and I think that when you were saying, I was thinking about the, the philosophy and the ethics back and forth to be or not to be. That is the question is, you know, what is the truth? What really is the truth and whose truth is real? Yeah. You know, if I, I, I used to. I understand I, that philosophical argument, but there is, there is truth. Well, there, there is. is. And so, right. And, and, but that's what comes up in the whole, yeah. you, you could sit with a hundred people and you're going to come up with a shared piece of the truth, but each person's going to hold their p- specific thing. And it's then it's okay. We all agree on this one thing, but then there's these pieces of it that, well, this is why, or this is why, and this is why. And, and that goes to that because you can't get away from the, the, yeah. the ethics debate in the head of how we all process the information of what is truth. Yeah. And that's and that's the conflict is that But we had a guide, we had a rock, we have a guide and we used to adhere to it and we don't adhere to it anymore. I understand. Yeah. I understand. And I, there's objective truth, there's uh subjective truth. I understand that everyone's got their own reality coming out from their own side, but there is an area of truth that is just true. Right. I no I get you. There is absolute truth. I, I, it does exist in this world. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Now you got to get five bajillion people. To, <laughs> I know, right? To, to get into that one spot. I know, but that gets That's frustrating. That's why I keep going back to Luke. Stand your ground in your yeah. space, right? Because you have to know for you. That's why it gets scary, though. That's the, that's the source of the anxiety right now. Yeah. 
you know, we can have differences, but at a certain point, we, you know, it's there are a hundred of them, but it's just scary right now because the rule there are no rules anymore. It's it's anything goes, and it, it's wearing a. It's wearing thin. Yeah, we're in we're in a mob rule society, and it's just, it's not where we're supposed to be. So on that note, yes, I'm going to say that everyone, please be kind to each other, compassionate, have empathy, yeah, show some love. If you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Bite your tongue. Hold. Right? I was going to hold. Yep. Um, and if you, um, bringing back to the beginning of the show, if you want to yes. know something exciting and you want to get your head out of this crazy stuff, <laughs> you know, you can go um, to thb.rocks and uh, see the human baton and you can see me on there. Link is in the, link is in the comments. And the link is in the comments. Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully I'll have it up on my website. I did have the original one that was for people that were doing some of the investments in it, but now I have to move that around. So if you go to my website and see it, it might not be the updated version, but Nonetheless, you can find it on this show. If you've missed any of my shows, you can go back and listen to them on any of your favorite podcast channels. And I hope everyone has a great week. I'll see you all next week.